The year was 1994 and Speed was the biggest blockbuster of the year, sending Keanu Reeves into mega superstardom. So when this superstar visited a small town in Winnipeg, well, let's just say his presence was known. Insert young girl with a dream, with a dream of becoming a VJ, that's video jockey. This young girl had the very rational idea to track down Keanu, push through the fans, then the press, then security, to then get enough time with him in order to persuade him to appear in her demo tapes she wanted to send out to an audition. Doesn't sound very difficult, right? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? What is the worst that can happen? Well, this question was her point break and led her to actually getting Keanu to come to her house and appear in her video. This question led her to earning a master's degree in physical education and like she had a genie in a bottle, she hid it baby one more time and landed the coveted position as the lead trainer to the world's most influential record label acts such as Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. What's the worst that can happen? Led her to becoming lifestyle and fitness spokesperson and consultant for world-class brands including Muscle Milk, <coughs> Kind Bar, and Weight Watchers, who she teamed up with to produce a best-selling DVD series in major retail stores such as Target and Costco. That very question led her to writing three smash hit books, including Strong is the New Skinny, which ranked number two on the bestseller list. It led her to co-founding the number one ranked fitness app on Apple, which she later sold to Weight Watchers. It led her to becoming CEO of her own fitness and wellness brand, No Gym Required, best known for its wellness toning shoe, with fans including Courtney Cox, Jennifer Garner, David Beckham, and Jennifer Aniston. So please, help me in welcoming <laughs> the woman who asked herself, what's the worst that can happen? And got the best that can happen. The woman who believed she could, and so she proved she could and the woman who proved that through the power of belief, habit, and hustle, anything is possible. The badass herself, Jen Cohen. What is the worst that can happen? Holy smokes, your career, what you've done, what you've achieved is incredible, and I'm never going to dismiss it as luck. What is the worst that can happen? What does that actually mean to you? And how can people apply it to their own lives? Like, take me through one situation, in That's fact. A, well, you actually just said a, the, the first situation was that Keanu story was really probably the first big one that kind of catapulted my what's the worst can happen attitude. Because with that one thing, it gave me the, not just the confidence, mm. but it gave me the understanding that really it is about what's the worst that can happen. Something's... If you don't ask the question, it's 100% no all the time, right? So why not even give it a shot? And the reality is, like, I think it really is about just putting yourself out there and having tenacity and having the wherewithal to try. I mean, listen, I was like just like a little kid in Winnipeg, right? There was nothing extra special about me at all. But the, what, what, what set me apart was that I actually tried. Because mm -hmm. the reality is most people don't do that. They don't try because they're, they're fearful. They're fearful of, of failing, of rejection, and they have a lot of self-doubt. But the only real way to get past that self-doubt, unfortunately, is, or fortunately, is experience, mm. right? So what, what kind of creates confidence is experience and practice. And that gives you the confidence to do it again. And that becomes then your new normal, right? Because with anything, basketball, fitness, Whatever it is, you need to practice something to get good at it. Mm -hmm. And it's a skill, like anything else. And you tried that 
at a young age and so you think that that kind of built itself up oh absolutely time. like i i don't think you're born with confidence or mm. boldness or whatever that what that is i think really it's a, a moment in time when you really say to yourself like this kind of know what you want and ask for what you want and you try to get it 10 times and if you get one of the 10 times then you're a success and if you don't get it what normally happens is another opportunity opens itself up that you didn't even know existed and so when I was a little kid, no, that wasn't how I was. But I think like, like I said with the Keanu story, it was trial and error. I would try, mm-hmm. I would try again, and that became my new personality. I was like kind of quiet and a little bit, mm. little bit awkward. But then like if I wanted to get something, I couldn't be that way. So I kind of convinced myself and turned it on to be like, okay, I want this, I'm gonna try it. And then that just became like what I did. And then if I didn't get it, if I went through one door and it closed, I'd go through the window. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen for me, so I did it again. And I, I just kept at it. And then, like I said, over time, from being a little girl to being like now a, a, a bigger girl, you know, <laughs> that's become like my personality. Like I don't, know, I don't even know any different. Like mm-hmm. it just basically becomes who you are the more you do something. Oh, my God. Okay, so go through the window. Let's talk about that. Okay. Because people normally stop at the closed door. Right. There is a stat out there that says most people don't even try, Mm -hmm. but if they try, it's only between one to three times, Hmm. right? So you're you're winning the odds if you're somebody who tries four times Mm -hmm. or five times. But can you imagine if you tried 10 times? Like that's really, it's not about being the best Mm -hmm. or the most talented or the fastest or the greatest. It really is about just like effort going after something and like the tenacity and the boldness to go because that's really the difference between people who succeed versus people who don't Mm -hmm. and in fact actually a lot of times what I've noticed is sometimes when you're too smart you actually fail you overthink things too much Mm -hmm. and then you think of all the reasons why something can't happen versus if you're just bold not saying you can't be bold and smart but if you're bold that, which is, a, I think, a bigger indicator of success, both personally and, and, and professionally, you think of all the opportunities that could happen. So there's like a little different mm-hmm. there. So I think being bold is what makes me think, okay, you know, if I can't go through that door, I'm going to go through the window. Mm-hmm. If it's like for finding a job, for example. I never was a kind of person that to be like, okay, I'm going to take the job that's in front of me, Right. I would, all, I would basically be a little non-conventional and figure out first, where do I want to work? What's the exact kind of situation that I think suits me? And then create that in my brain and then go after it. How do you build that um, personality to be bold continuously if you keep getting knocked down, right? Because like you said, most people do it one to three times because getting rejected sucks. It hurts. It's upsetting. So one time, all right, maybe I can come back from it two times and three times it's like, all right, maybe I'm not, um, maybe this isn't right for me. But how do you then stay the fourth, the fifth, the sixth time and then be bold enough to keep leading? Because you went to LA, right? Um, where you'd got a job offer and it was a great job offer, but the caveat was you had to wear a suit. And you were like, I don't freaking want to wear a suit. So right. you, you have the, the audacity to call them up and be like, yeah, I'm going to take it, but I'm not going to wear a suit, which I love, by the way. Right, but right. how do you develop that skill? And what do you tell yourself in order to get there? 
I think the real answer is like, like I was saying a little bit earlier was honestly just practice. You fake it until you make it, right? You be- I, can, I can give you a, a ton of cliches, believe it to achieve it, fake it to <laughs> you make it, whatever you want to say, and the rea- or just do it, Nike. Mm-hmm. The reality is, unfortunately, that is the truth, right? Like, you have to put yourself out there to have the opportunity in the first place. And don't focus on a million things. I think a lot of times people focus on a lot of things mm-hmm. and then they don't win at anything, right? Be deliberate say, this is one thing I really want to achieve. This is the one job I want. This is the one, the one, you know, the person I want to date. Don't just take what's by default in front of you, Mm -hmm. right? So I like, I say like, chase what you want. Don't take what you get. So if you fail, say to yourself, okay, you know what? I'm going to mentally prepare. I'm going to try this 10 times. Mm -hmm. So if you fail those one to three times, know that that's part of the game. And then give yourself that other seven times to attempt something. And like the idea also from that is you get comfortable with rejection. Like you're putting yourself in the situation where you're getting comfortable with the people saying no to you, comfortable with the rejection. Like with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I got Keanu Reeves to do the demo tape, to go and go, to, to send it into Much Music. And did, I, did it get looked at? Yes. Did I get, did I get close? Yes. But I never got the job, mm. right? I never got the job. So, but something else happened from that opportunity, mm. right? So I think it's a mindset. You've got to put yourself in that mindset that, you know what, maybe the answer will be no. Maybe you will fail this one time, but that's going to lead you to a yes and to a, something successful if you just keep on persevering and keep on pursuing. That's really what it is. It's like, it's like tweaking your brain and tweaking your mind to being okay with that no and that rejection in that moment, knowing that it's going to turn around and kind of morph into something later on. Mm. Um, so you've got the boldness now. So, so it well. Well, so, so we're, it's, it's by the way, not I don't get I don't have the boldness now. I think what I it is know. is it's a, it's constantly a work in progress. But what it does is it works that muscle in your head, mm-hmm. so that becomes who you that becomes a new version of who you are, where it's not it's not uncomfortable. It's not as uncomfortable, right? Like yeah. even today when I go after things, you know, it's still uncomfortable, but I'm I'm okay with it because I became comfortable in that uncomfortable position right. to know that's what's going to ha- what I need to do to get to the next place yeah building that muscle in the mind is so powerful very um and I know that so early on in your career where you were training Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and a lot of people um are you training just their body or were you training just their body or is the mindset such a big component of that. Well, I think with anybody, it doesn't matter if someone's famous or a housewife or an entrepreneur, Mm. it doesn't matter. I think people are people and everything always starts with your head and your brain. People can do a million squats if their brain is in the right in the right place, right? It's all about your mindset. Mm. The physical is it comes easy if you're if you're mentally there for Mm. it. So whenever I got hired as a trainer, it's about teaching people how to be comfortable with who they are and what, where they are and improve them but through the head. Yeah. So like teaching them like why it's important to work out healthy and, and, and being realistic. And in a world where everybody who's a four wants to be a two and when you're a two you want to be a zero, it's being like, you know what, being comfortable with who you are and making the best version of yourself mm. is what really my 
my job really was. And that's really why I specifically kind of pointed to the people that just like are mega famous. Because right. as a female, you already have the pressure of body image. Absolutely. Right? Now you lay onto it that you're one of you're growing into becoming one of the most famous people in the world. And so that's all the people on the outside are looking at, right? They're just looking at like how skinny you are. Oh my God, Brittany put on like a few pounds. Right. Like, so the mentality behind yeah. that needs to be even stronger than I would think for a um, average male, oh, yeah. let's oh, say. For sure. The pressure at, at that level, people are constantly scrutinizing you right. no matter what. Like even just being a regular girl, at the, at, you know, you feel oh, uncomfortable because right. when you gain a few pounds, you feel bad about yourself and then you feel you, you don't want to even go out. There are people who are scared and intimidated to go to a gym right now, right? Because mm -hmm. of how they feel. So imagine when you have like millions of people who are constantly like staring at you. It's very difficult and you have to really focus on within mm. making that being your your goal because that stuff is that will come and go everyone's going to gain a few pounds here and there right. and at the end of the day it's you have to be comfortable and confident and feeling good about yourself so I try to give people a goal that is attainable no matter mm. what size you are so that's why with my my book strong as a new skinny I always say to people you can always try to be strong. Everyone can get stronger, right? Not everybody can be skinny, but everyone can be strong. So go for a goal that's attainable and achievable mm -hmm. because that will get you mentally strong and you'll feel sexy and good about yourself. And then that will come out because really what's hot and what's sexy is when someone feels good about themselves because that's what they they, that's where they push out to the world. When someone's insecure and awkward and unhappy because they have a big butt or they're, you know, they have, a, they have a love handles, then they walk around in a different way. Mm -hmm. And then people, people react to that like uncomfortableness or like awkwardness, right? But if you're like super secure and happy with how you are and you know you are, you're kind of like strong and you're like achieving certain goals in your head and you know you're, you're doing all the right things, you walk in the world differently. Mm. You open up your chest. You're like, you're, you're happy, you're confident. And people find that sexy mm. and that's what's hot, right? Because it's not, it's, it's an energy. It's, a, it's not about the size that you really are. We, we feel as women a lot of times that that's what people look at as, as attractive, mm -hmm. but it's actually not, right? Like what, what sets people apart from all of that is when they feel comfortable mm -hmm. and they feel confident and they love themselves. Yeah, I love that. Um, so you actually said, so doing small sustainable things for people to do every day, to implement so yes. they can um, achieve it. So I totally understand the idea behind do things small, achieve them, sustainable, and at the same time, I know, like me, you're a big believer in no excuses. Right. So where is that fine line between, well, you're just using an excuse, 30 minutes, you can find 30 minutes. Where does it spill into it's an excuse or does that make a difference? Well, I think with anything, habits, it's about building healthy and good habits every day, mm -hmm. right? And making as many things as possible go on autopilot so you don't think about it. Okay. Right? So... Just how people brush their teeth every day or take a shower. Why? I, I really believe that exercise should be just the same habit as those things. Because not just for your physical, but for your, again, when we talked about it, for your mental, mm -hmm. right? If they don't naturally gravitate to that, if you break it down into small increments and you 
number and you, and you do it like five minutes or forget 30 minutes, say 10 minutes in the morning, then typically what happens is that 10 minutes will turn into 20 or 30 mm. minutes. But you got to like give yourself a beginning point because everyone's mm. different. But if you do something long enough, it becomes again like second nature for you, right? Like anything else we're talking about. So figure out what are your like pitfalls and then and then adapt towards them. So if you know you're the kind of person that's kind of not a, that don't love exercising, then have an accountability partner mm. that keeps you accountable. Mm. Maybe find a friend, maybe your boyfriend, your husband, and do something first thing in the morning because as the day goes by, chances are you're going to find all those excuses. So if you know mm. that, do it in the morning. So is that what you've done? You've almost heard everyone's excuses. I don't have time. I don't enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. all these reasons you're like, because I hate excuses, I'm going to find a workaround, like you said, yeah. in order to then give it to people so that they can go and execute so that they start believing that they can do it so they stop using excuses. Absolutely. But I feel like the, the non-negotiable should be for everyone to exercise at mm-hmm. least four times to five times a week because the, be- the, the benefits that come from it are tenfold. Mm-hmm. I love having non-negotiables. Let's talk yeah. about that. So um, part of me is like, because I don't like excuses so much, and that's one of my non-negotiables, right? Yeah. It's like, don't have any excuses, Lisa, whatever yeah. you're doing, love, relationship, business, workout, like no excuses. And so actually I've hurt my joints. And I so they'll ask you yeah. why you wear those. So guys? these are, um, my wrists are inflamed. And so I was wearing wrist braces and my doctor said that's actually hindering any movement and I wasn't going to work out and I wasn't going to lift. And I was like, okay, Lisa, are you using this as an excuse? Because that's the one thing I've told myself, don't use excuses. So I was like, all right, have I thought through the whole process or am I just like, oh, my thumbs hurt so I'm not going to work out. So I was like, all right, what could I do? If I had the straps, if I had a wrist brace on, if I had gloves on, if I wasn't using free weights, could I still lift? And so I tried it and I was like, wow, my wrists don't hurt at all. So I was like, okay, I yes. analyzed whether it was an excuse because I could have used it, but I thought through it enough to then see if I actually was using an excuse or not. Absolutely. But what you're saying though, also, you're that kind of person. I guess the bigger question is how to get somebody who's not that kind of person oh. to do that, right? Mm. Because that's the same thing. Like I took up Muay Thai with this uh, guy and I don't like it very much. And he, it's a lot of, it's a lot of like knee kicks and I bruise my knees, mm. both of these knees. Right. So it, was, it would be easy for me just to be like, okay, you know what? Time's up. I hurt myself. I'm going, but no, I like put towels around my knees and I kept on going because we're already at that place. You and I, where we're not, we feel like it would be an excuse or we feel like we'll, we'll be hard on ourselves if we were just like, ah, forget it. So if the question really is how to get somebody who is not like that, mm. that way. Mm. And, the, and how you do it is someone has to see themselves succeed at something a little bit. Mm. That's what I, I really believe. If people feel um, more inclined to persevere and push through something over time, if they f- feel that they, they've had success in some area of their mm. life, in something. Yeah. That's how they do it. You know, and how they do that is by building little habits daily where that gives them like the structure and the ability to see progression. Mm -hmm. Like you had some success in your life. I had some success in my life from a lot of failures. And it's kind of shown us that if we just persevere, 
we can, you know, we can get through it and get over this hurdle into the next thing. And I feel like people need to have that ability to fail and then get up again and persevere. And it becomes like a cycle, mm -hmm. like, like everything. And I think that's really the only way to do it. And so if people haven't had failure, I feel like people should get the failure so then they can get up again, see and feel themselves getting up again and feeling themselves persevere and getting through that moment and doing that whole thing again. Because that's really what makes people have this no excuse mentality or like I can do or what's the worst that can happen, right. you know? God, I love it. So much good stuff there. Um, one is burnout because that's the thing, right? So I look at people who have a certain level of success or achieve something that I really want. And I'm like, okay, how did they do it? How did they get there? And I'm going to follow in their footsteps. So I think that's been a big driving force for me. The problem that I have is because I'm so hell-bent on never using an excuse mm -hmm. that I, I push myself sometimes too yes. much into burnout. So the truth is I sometimes think it can be detrimental to my, my own health mm -hmm. because I have that attitude. So I push myself too much. Um, and so there is that fine line between Absolutely. the no excuses and then burning the fuck out and just saying, I should have stopped a long time ago. Well, there's a whole thing about that too, right? I mean, sometimes your best quality is also your worst quality. Yes. Right? That's for me, for sure. I mean, yes, yes like my, my tenacity and all my whatever and your resilience and whatever else can work against you as well. It's always that way in life, right? Like your best thing is usually the worst thing. It's like mm. when you meet a guy or a girl or whatever, and that, re that one thing that you loved about them is what you hate about them later mm -hmm. on. It's the same thing, hmm. right? But what do you do with that though, right? I, I mean, because it's like... I feel what you have to do with something like that if you have... You know what? It comes down to knowing yourself. So if I know that's my Achilles heel, right, that I maybe push myself too far like this, you say to yourself, you know, it's okay. You, you talk to yourself, really. Mm -hmm. And you say, you know what, it's okay to sit this one out. Like that to me is my work in progress. Like truthfully, I didn't have to keep on punching the, the bag with my knees when yeah. they were like out to here, right? I could have just sat that one out. But that becomes my, my crazy neuroses, That's right? That's what I was going to say. So in that situation, what made you continue instead of being like, I need to stop? Because I, I would be disappointed in myself. But then how I, do you know that fine line then between, so you're not disappointed, but you've burnt yourself out. Right. So like the funny thing is sometimes you have to like, you, you push yourself to such an extreme that you have no choice but to stop. Right. Right. So the real question becomes, well, I have with this, when I figure that one out, mm. I'll let you know. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, because I don't know, yeah. because that is really the issue. I don't know. Because yeah. that is like, I think a personality I'm so used to persevering mm -hmm. that sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to, it's to, to know when to burn out. And I have burnt out many times mm -hmm. and it had to sit one out, but then it becomes like a frustration, right? Yeah. I, I think you have to like, you, you have to know yourself, know where your flaws are, mm -hmm. where your weaknesses are and kind of do a workaround again and figure out and realize, you know, maybe it's okay. Because the truth of the matter is with that burnout, it would have been a smarter move if I stopped, mm -hmm. got better and healed. But, so then I can go back even stronger. Yeah. Right. But that's a conversation I have to have in my head, but I won't, I don't, re you don't realize that until it's too late a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So the question really becomes, when, how do you notice that? How do you like catch yourself before it's too late? If I was a smarter one, I would be like, I would be like, you know what? Maybe I won't push that extra 10%. Maybe I'll just sit this one out. Mm. But 
that's a work in progress. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody's perfect. That's something that, you know, is like I said, my, my best quality and my worst quality. And like, when I get the answer to that one, I'll let you know. Okay. How much do you beat yourself up over things like a that? Ton. Do you? Yeah. I'm my, I'm my own worst enemy and my own worst critic, right? And this is what I struggle with because I think that is what makes you great. I think that's what's made you so successful in every endeavor. Like when oh. I was reading all the stuff you've done, I'm like, oh my God, an app and shoes. And like you've, you've done so oh. many things, but like legitimately, and this is where, and the a subject I love to talk about because we know certain things are detrimental to us. We know that we beat ourselves up, that we push ourselves to burn out, like all these things that are really affecting our health. And yet I still believe that that's what's made you as successful as you are. So I don't know what to do with that. I know. And I think the, the, real, the real thing here is being okay with not being perfect and knowing that everyone has things and flaws that they need to work on. And that's what I need to work mm. on, right? If I didn't have those things, certain things wouldn't have happened. And I, I guess I'm okay with that, right? I'm okay with the things I'm not good at and I know I have a ton of flaws like everybody and that just so happens to be my 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 flaw one of them I've got millions but how do you become okay with that like what does that actually look like then so you're feeling really shitty about yourself and you tell yourself honestly I think it's time right I think what happens is I over time like you just realize you know like you get older and you're like you know what like this is who I am I'm going to do the best I can to be the best version that I can be of me. And I seek out people who are good at things that I'm not good at and use them as role models. You know, I surround myself with sometimes people who I like wish I could be a little bit more like, mm -hmm. and then hopefully that impacts my life and that they rub off on me. I think that's super important. Um, I think it's also really important to have people around you who point out your flaws because sometimes you forget you get your you get so in your head and you get so in your own way that that becomes detrimental mm -hmm. right you are some of the five people you surround yourself with right so make sure some of those five or a couple of those five are people that really have your back and have you like you know have you know, your best interests at heart and kind of remind you what you need to do to take care of you. That's so important that you trust the person that is giving you that criticism or that feedback. Right, exactly. And I think having people who are supportive and understand you and know you is such an important piece mm. of, of like health, mental health, physical health, uh, professionally, personally. That, that's like a, I think it's very important to the overall picture of your, like your, the happy, your, the contentment of your life. Mm -mm. Um, I, I want to go back to the other thing I was going to ask oh, you. Oh, go ahead. Um, what's one of the biggest fa failures you've had and how did you actually learn from it? And take me through that process because I love me personally, I love hearing specific stories yeah. and then ask like, what did you think? What did you do? What did you do the next day? So take me through one failure that you've had. This week? Was, well, I've had a million failures. One I mean, of your biggest that maybe has like had an impact on you. I'll tell you one failure that I've had pretty recently, okay. right? So I was going to do a TV show with a network out here. Um, and it was like, we had, we had a signed deal. It was a whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um... And it, I was so excited. It was like, it took me so long. I have a great business partner with it. We signed it with a big network and it became one issue after another, another issue after another, another. 
and then it's like a year later and it's like stay it's like basically the stagnant nothing's mm -hmm. happening it's and it was very disappointed and, and finally what eventually i'm like you know what this 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 show is not happening so either i continue to sit there and wait and then be upset because it's not happening or you know figure out plan b and so basically that's how i even started this pot my podcast so like habits and hustle was because it was basically born from the fact that the TV show wasn't oh. happening. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. Why do I need to rely on this network and these people and this thing and have this red tape and that red tape? I'm like, fuck that. I'm not going to rely on other people to create my, my destiny and my future. I'm just going to do it myself. So literally, that's what I did. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast. That seems to be the medium that everyone seems to be using anyway. Um, I know nothing about like it's like the app. I'm I'm like I'm technolo like technically I'm like it's it's embarrassing actually. It's amazing yeah. I can actually even use email, and it really is. Go back to no, no excuses. excuses. That's what I'm saying. Because if you want something that. bad enough, you figure it out. You figure out a way. And I knew I this I knew that was a great idea. And so what do you do? You find people, and this is basically like another thing that I I do all the time is I find people who who basically balance out my weaknesses because mm. I have so many. So that way I can do what I'm really strong and good at and find the other people that really are good at what they do and it becomes a winning team. Mm. So with the podcast, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know anything about podcasts. I mean, I've been on a few, but besides that, don't know anything. I'm like, I'm going to find a team. I'm going to go to them and figure out if we can like do some kind of like partnership. And I said, listen, I want to do this podcast. I want it to be like this. This is the idea. Can you help me with the tech side and all the production stuff? And I will look after all the front end stuff. And they're like, sure. They do their part. I do my part. We're, now, we're also now partners with Entrepreneur Media. And it's going super well. But that whole, that whole experience, I would never even have Habits mm. and Hustle. I would never have this whole you know, platform or media or medium if that show worked out for me. Mm. Now, of course, if I had the show, maybe other things would have happened, but mm. it doesn't matter mm. because I found like joy and fulfillment and satiation from and, and being my own boss with, this, with the podcast. So that's the way I look at yeah. it. One failure or one thing that kind of just wasn't even working out, you know, where I could have just been like, rah, rah, wait around and then, and then maybe, maybe, or just be like, take, you know, take action, put matters into my own hands and be the person who kind of is the boss of my own life mm -hmm. and do this. And like I said, from that, a whole other plethora of stuff happens. Oh, perspective is everything, right? Because you could have, is everything. You literally could be sitting there waiting for... I could still be waiting. And we would never have met because I was on your podcast. Exactly. That's how we met. Exactly. And that's what I said. The, the, the people, the experiences, the opportunities mm. that's come from basically, basically just taking matters into your own hands mm. and having that, like, what's the worst that can happen mentality, right? Look at that. Like, what's, and I thought that. I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? I do, the, I do the podcast and it doesn't work out and this partnership is not good and whatever. So then it, we, it flops and this partnership fails and then I'll, you know, that's, then I'll move on to something else. Mm. So like, you have to be like, okay with things not working out because there's always light at the end of the tunnel, tunnel and there's always another thing just around the corner if you just, you know, if you just allow yourself to peek around and give yourself that opportunity. 
I love that. You said something as you were talking and it was such a throwaway line. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to let her get away with that. So you, you said, um, yeah, I mean, I have a ton of weaknesses and then you just kept going. And yes. what I love is that you said it in such a like matter of fact way, like, yeah, oh, it is God, what it is, yeah. without judging yourself and without thinking that that reflects badly on you. And that's one thing that it took me a long time to get to oh. because I used to think of if I was weak at one thing, it means that I was weak as a person. Right. Um, which then affects my self-esteem. Um, and so I started to realize that being weak at something doesn't make you um, less than. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes it makes sense to go, okay, yeah, I'm weak at this, but I'm damn strong at this. Right. So I engage these other people. And that's what I freaking love is that you're like, yeah, I'm weak at it. But I've turned to these people that are strong and now I've still got what I want. Yeah, absolutely. I collect really good people mm. and I'm, I'm really good at um, finding people that are able to help me with my weaknesses. Mm. And what I mean by that is I'm, I think I'm self-aware. I think that's my superpower. I'm self-aware enough to know what I'm good at and what I'm bad at. And I'm okay with that because what makes me okay with that is that because I've had the success, I've found what I was good at right? And I've had success with it, that it's gave me um, enough confidence mm -hmm. to be okay with finding the, I'm not bothered by the stuff I'm not good at. Like, I, I kind of get it. Like, I think that what happens a lot of times is people try to be good at everything. And then they become really kind of like sloppy at a lot of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But really, like, if you just kind of know yourself and have self-awareness and be like, Rome wasn't built in a day or it mm -hmm. takes a village to like raise a kid. This is true. When people think mm -hmm. it's just one person, it's such a misconception. It's such a falsity. You need other people to, to help balance out and help, and help rise mm -hmm. and, help, and become good. I'd rather be good in a team than be one person kind of mediocre. Right. You know, I'd rather be a superstar with a great team. Yeah. And it's really nice to be needed. So, for example, when Tom That's, and I first met. Yeah. And Is he good at everything? No, but he, okay. he thought he should be. Mm. And so I was better at him um, at uh, ping pong. Oh, okay. And so we're on our honeymoon and we're playing ping pong and we're playing pool and blah, blah, blah. And I just crushed him on ping pong. Right, right, right. Um, he crushed me a lot of other things like basketball. Granted, he's six foot. But yeah. anyway. Um, and we were playing and he started getting really annoyed that he was losing. And so afterwards, he, he revealed to me that as the husband, he had in his head that he should be the best at everything so that I would look up to him mm, with oogly yeah. eyes and be like, oh my God, you're like my hero, you're great at everything. And it dawned on, because I, I, but I said to him, but I don't want you to be good at everything. I want to be good at something. I right. want to be better than you, you know, that is something. I want to, like, I want to be. So in you getting annoyed that you're not, it's actually robbing me of something. And right. that's what we realized. And that was actually a really good lesson for us, I think, to then go into business. Because now he's my business partner. We know exactly where his strengths are, exactly where my strengths are, right. where I'm weak at, and that the fact that he feels needed feels good to him. Absolutely. And so having a team, right, where you can lean on someone that's great at something that you're bad at, I think just builds a better um, community and environment, not a worse, a lot worse situation. No, absolutely. And I, I totally, I, I could not agree with you more. And I feel like I have no qualms about saying what I'm bad at because the reality is like, I don't think anyone's great at everything, but I do think everybody is good at least one thing. 
So it's about finding that one thing mm. that you're super, super good at mm -hmm. and then like working it, working it, working it and garnering so much success from that one thing will give you the boldness and the, and the confidence to kind of go after the other things. Like I, I, I really, really believe that to be the case. And is that what you did through every single one of your endeavors and writing the book? And Absolutely. Like I, 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 like I said, being, being self-aware, knowing what my weaknesses are, being able to compensate for those weaknesses, taking the thing I'm good at and really honing it mm -hmm. and really kind of like doubling down on that. Super important. Also, not asking for what I want, but asking for what I want at least 10 times. Not just once, 10 times. Then not just taking what's in front of me, basically like chasing what I wanted, not just taking what I got. So I didn't want to have anything on default. That was another thing. I, I knew that already. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to basically be very clear and realize that you have this one life. You better be deliberate of how you live it and don't just life happen to you, you happen to it. That's freaking awesome, girl. Yeah, but that's the truth. Where can people find you online and everything oh. that you're doing, your podcast and your they, just they everything? Can, they, can, they can find me at um, The Real Jen Cohen on Instagram. I guess Twitter too. Uh, and they can find Habits and Hustle, the podcast, on everything from, you know, all the regular mm -hmm. places and an entrepreneur. And then what is your superpower one more time? My superpower, just one. Yeah, go on then if you want to. <laughs> I'm going to say my superpower. I'm going to change it again. Uh, I'm going to really go screw with it. you today, yeah. Lisa. Okay, my superpower is boldness. Boom. 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 Guys, guys, go check this woman out. She's freaking amazing. I was on her podcast a few months back and we just hit it off just like that. Being surrounded by people that have the same attitude as you and think like you only fuels that fire. And so I am on fire today with this woman. So go check her out. And if you're not subscribed, click that subscribe button. And if you're not following me, follow me at Lisa Billu. And until next time, guys, be the hero of your own life. Peace out. <laughs>